0: Testing, testing, this is the National Emergency Service System, testing the United States Epidemic Response (laughs) System, coming to you live from the Fortress of Solitude in Bee Cave, Texas. This is Rish from Odd Fish, making sure that you all are washing your hands and staying inside. (laughs) And all the way on the other side of the world, (laughs) in Frisco,
1: Texas... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's your other co-host Pranov. just kicking it bro just recording in my guest bedroom <laughs> as as
0: not as we usually do this is pretty pretty different from the norm but here we are this is literally a cnn like reporter coming to you live from frisco <laughs> texas Pranav, how is the situation down there
1: uh situation's looking uh pretty dire over here we've got um We've got really dead, lifeless, zombie-like people moving around, but those might just be the residents of the Frisco, how they usually are. So we'll keep you posted on that.
0: Great, back to the front. <laughs> 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 it's like a little pause between. Guys, welcome back to another episode of Odd Fish. No, 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 no. Our... Guys. Welcome oh, back. back to another episode. <laughs>
1: recording for two from two separate places um the furthest we've ever you know, been apart two, two different corners of the world man. <laughs> um, Austin and Frisco um coming to you live with our first ever um long distance episode <laughs> I don't really I don't really like that I called it that I don't like I you and we're just going, I don't like that you called it that either
0: but I guess we're I guess we're doing long distance now dude <laughs> Dude, we just got to run with it. I'm, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> but, um,
1: <laughs> but that's what we're gonna be talking about today. If you, like, pretty, pretty shocking. I know, but that is what everyone will be talking about. So. Right. So um, coronavirus, COVID nineteen, bro. How's, how's everyone feeling about it? What are your thoughts? Who's
0: COVID? Uh, who's COVID nineteen? It's, <laughs> it's 2020, bro. <laughs> this is COVID twenty. <laughs> Obviously, the talk of the streets is all about. COVID-19, coronavirus disease. Not the streets. The talk over the phone. You're right. Talk- because we are all social distancing.
1: <laughs> there is no talk on the streets. You're right. That
0: is 100% correct. The talk on Zoom uh, these days is <laughs> about the coronavirus. And um, we obviously don't want to oversaturate you guys with the same information that you guys have been hearing on whatever CNN, Fox News, whatever Trump's been saying about the Chinese disease. But uh, <laughs> we did want to... The Kung th- Flu, as they're calling the- it. The <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> gets me every time bro everybody likes kung flu fighting roast <laughs> okay that being
1: said disclaimer here at Oddfish, we're not supportive of the rhetoric that has been cast no, by the trump administration and others um many others. affecting those of asian heritage not very cool um we still support with it here we still support
0: local businesses and chinese restaurants by ordering takeout i had some just a few days ago and we still respect all of the racial racial ethnicity groups (laughs) and everyone else who's been affected by it and everyone who's going to be affected by it we're in this with you guys so so anyways (laughs) What were we talking about? Kung Kung Flu <laughs> God I hate the world. Point is, um, how the hell did we get here? What what the hell is going on?
1: Yeah, so uh basically this dude eats a bat and now we're all where we are right now. So
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I feel like that was a pretty concise and yet still knowledgeable summary about our situation. No, I think
0: that was excellent. That was better than any news station I've seen so far. But uh, (laughs) clearly, it's hit some other countries pretty heavy. We've had dozens of thousands of cases in China and, you know, thousands of people dead across the world, um, hitting Italy really hard, and they had to go into an entire country lockdown or country quarantine. Um, And then, you know, sending that message and sending the disease, I guess, over to uh, where we are now, which is america um and each country before us has kind of responded to
1: and as a result uh reacted to it differently um or recovered from it differently i should say um
0: and still recover with
1: china and italy yeah yeah for sure with both those countries taking very uh different responses and having different results to how they handled the situation and now uh with us kind of following the same bell curve that italy was following earlier we'll uh We'll see what happens in the coming months because uh, the situation we're in now could be drastically different in the next 24 hours, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, 24 hours. And, you know, we were talking about this yesterday in terms of how how much longer do you think this is going to go on or what? how much longer are we going to see effects from the coronavirus? And people are saying this could last for another year, at least in terms of, you know, the butterfly effect of the political effects it has, the social effects, and when things are going to get back to normal. And it's kind of scary to think about we're still going to be dealing with this in a year from now, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. The economic effects, too,
0: I think that's going to be huge. Absolutely. I mean, I can b- I can barely think about what I'm going to do tomorrow. I can't even think <laughs> about when we're, yeah. <laughs> we're going to be done with all this. <laughs> um, but that does bring us to our point of what the hell are we doing tomorrow? And... We are obviously, uh, so for those of you that don't know, and for the four listeners that we have, um, UT, UT did an extended spring break, so we had spring break last week, and this is our extended week of spring break, making it two whole weeks, and we start online schooling next week, and as, as many of you must have read, heard, seen, um, many of the schools around the country are switching to an online education system for the rest of the semester at least, um, so what we wanted to dive into, particularly on this episode, is how does that affect us? And us being not just Pranav and I, but how does that affect the entire education system in this country? And how does that affect everyone that's, you know, from a kindergartner doing online schooling to a, to a, you know, a special education ch- child who has to go through music music therapy, or a college student, which is where we're at right now, trying to trying to do architecture studio on Zoom. You know, how do how do these right. effects? um impact the way we learn how do they impact the way that we are going to learn in the future and how do they impact the way that teachers are you know have to adjust to the way that we're um, learning through zoom and things
1: for sure so uh that being said let's get it let's bro. let's get it um, <laughs> uh, so i think first we should talk a little bit about um how it affects the performance of students at college who are being sent home to take their classes online because uh, transitioning from your like your college lifestyle and going back home. I know we've talked about it on uh, different episodes in the podcast before to where everybody's got like almost a college persona and a home persona where things are really different at- back at home just because of how different your living conditions are. right. Um, but how do you think this will play into uh, our online school? How do you think bringing those two uh, sides of ourselves together is going to affect the way that we continue to learn throughout the rest of the semester?
0: I think the biggest issue that you know i I've seen off the bat is that well <laughs> put put loosely when you're not with the homies, you don't perform as well. <laughs> and, <laughs> and what I mean by that is that the environment that's that school, campus, um you know, your living situation at the dorms or in the apartment, the living situation that that creates, the environment it creates is very um receptive to the education factor of it. you know it's it's re- receptive to. I'm going to go to school, I'm going to do my homework afterwards, I'm going to go work out, I'm going to, I got this extracurricular activity, I got that to do. And it's very a responsible um, environment. And I, I think the second that we collaborative all...
1: Collaborative learning is really encouraged.
0: Absolutely. Too. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, some more than others, with depending on the major, but, um, and depending on your campus, I don't want to generalize completely. But um, right. I think overall, especially getting the opinion of several of my classmates, um, it's pretty evident that coming home and just being in the environment of family and you know your high school bedroom basically or your childhood bedroom for many people, um, and being in like in a a completely suburban um, uh, area is a total one hundred and eighty shift where people are seeing losses in productivity, loss in motivation, um, this just general quote unquote vibes are are low, and um, yeah, I, I don't know I don't, <laughs> don't want to sound like a reporter but. It, I had a friend who was just like, I feel like a sedimentary rock and I'm slowly losing all my sediments.
1: Dude, that is exactly, that is, I literally could not put that better myself. That is so hard facts. That's exactly how I'm feeling.
0: Well, shout out Sam for that perfect analogy because I, defi- <laughs> I definitely feel like that too. I mean, I'm, I come here and the, the vibes are just off, you know, I'm just kind of withering away. Um, and we're not even in crunch time yet. We're not in school yet. So I don't f- like, there's no responsibility for me to co- like immediately attend to. And, um, yeah, for sure. And I know this is a bit one sided. I'm sure people have, you know, families to deal with and actual situations to handle like real adults do, but obviously I'm just a stupid old kid. So, <laughs> um, yeah. What, what do you and think? Out of our, out of our four viewers, I'm sure. I'm sure a couple of
1: them are in the exact same position as us like right my my heart goes out to everybody who is dealing with much more uh serious situations uh than us at the time but if you open your Instagram page and you look at everybody drawing their carrots and fish or whatever yeah. you know <laughs> you know that we are not the only ones in this position
0: Yeah the carrots they need to stop bro <laughs> <laughs> I swear if someone tags me on that I'm deleting my account <laughs> sweet i know what i'm doing when we're done recording (laughs) um what do you think about you know the performance and what do you think about uh how it's gonna affect people that aren't in college um
1: so you mean more like high schoolers
0: yeah high schoolers or you know children because the only reason i ask is because i was talking to a friend who has uh, i think a six-year-old so like just kindergarten probably and Trying yeah. to get a six-year-old to learn how to zoom their teacher is not the easiest task in the world for a parent or for a teacher, uh, yeah, or absolutely. for the six-year-old.
1: So and um, yeah, and speaking on that from my experience too, or at least like people I've talked to, is my mom's. Uh, my mom's friend is a music therapy teacher for special ed students, and um, they're asking her to do her sessions online. And uh, I can't even imagine how one how ineffective that would be. Two, how hard it would be to even attempt. And three, I can't get my mind over the fact that there's no better solution. Like at this point, that's really that's really the best we can do. And um, I think whether it's high schoolers or college students, um, online learning is a lot different from uh, physical learning, especially in today's age, the digital age, where we're all kind of like glued to our cell phones or we're all trying to multitask and it's going to be it's going to be really hard when we're not forced to it by the spatial confines of a classroom to be 100% zoned in and 100% be paying attention when we need to take responsibility for our homework assignments when we need to. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that we will be kind of alone in this journey and not surrounded by other people that we can rely on and that can rely on us, um, I don't think that puts us in a great position as well.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, and looking at that from my perspective itself is hard. So I can I can barely start to imagine what a kindergartner or a fifth grader will even um, you know the attention span that they have or the, the responsibility that they have to deal with in terms of completing an online school.
1: Um, I mean, also it's fifth grade, bro. Like I can <laughs> I can do my little my little chart of like one digit multiplication problems at home. I think. <laughs> I think I can manage, bro.
0: Yeah. and But it also, you know, there's so many other people that have to worry about it too. Parents who are working from home but also sure. have to manage their kid going to school online. Um, you know, sure. not accidentally looking up porn websites or whatever. <laughs> 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 um, and, and then wow, again, you I really did... just said it, huh? <laughs> you don't know what kids these, these days do, bro. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but like you said, also, I attribute a lot of my success in, in college or at least my um, could vibes. I've said that word too much to, <laughs> to the people that are around me and the people that continue to, you know, work with me and, and support me throughout college and be not being there with them. I don't know how that's going to go. So we'll definitely see. Um, yeah. 100%. But like you said, is, is there really another option? So uh, in other words, the question I'm asking is, do you think it'd be more um, efficient or smarter even to cancel school for the rest of the semester? I mean,
1: I think that we should finish our semester no matter what, but I think that um, this isn't a regular semester that we're dealing with and that the issues here are something that nobody could have predicted, and while uh, students with the desire and capacity and honestly nothing else to do except for learn uh, should be allowed that opportunity and kind of persuaded into that opportunity, but... um, I also think that students with uh, maybe people who are affected by the disease, maybe parents who have had their jobs affected by it and um, basically just students with bigger things to worry about should be allowed to focus on those bigger things and maybe take school a little bit lighter than uh, than we usually would.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with that. And. I think people have to be receptive of the fact that people, some people are having a really hard time dealing with the situation, and some people are, you know, just floating through like us. And, some people are like us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just kind of withering away. <laughs> <laughs> um, another another way that you know I can see a direct impact is, um, for example, UT decided to close all of its housing complexes, all of its dorms on campus, and that's a really tough situation. If if I'm putting myself in this in the spot of a freshman or someone who lives at Jester and is being basically evicted from my apartment. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. Well, I mean, what what are those people What are those people supposed to do? How are they supposed to get their money back? You know, that's that's a lot of money at that point. Um,
1: is UT not refunding them?
0: I don't know. I heard I heard talks of the fact that UT's not refunding people who are being kicked out of the dorms, which is really really bad. That's
1: insane. Yeah, that's terrible.
0: Um, <laughs> those dorms are expensive, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and also I I heard. Um, it, you know, I, where I am right now is B cave and or close to Lake Travis high school. And I, I hear a lot of people in general around the country rely on the high school, um, meal system that provides meal system. Them yeah. Foods. That's a huge deal. Yeah. And you know, I can't imagine people trying to go to the grocery store or anything, especially if they're dealing with someone who's been affected by the d- disease itself, um, For sure. going to grocery stores and risking that exposure just just to find that all the uh
1: non-perishables are gone anyways
0: you know yeah exactly and all that all that exists is the last bottle of uh purell and you gotta fight to the death for it
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i guess in that sense the impacts of coronavirus are a much bigger deal than the actual virus itself absolutely when you think about when you think about who all is being affected and how much how much things are spiraling out of control but um yeah, you want to talk a little bit about, um, I guess, us specifically as UT students, and maybe even more specific as architecture students, um, what all this stuff kind of means for us, because, believe it or not, we may have viewers from UT, and believe it or not, some of them may be architecture students. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's not going to be easy, first of all, and it's not going to be normal, um, Like we've been talking about, the homies are not going to be there to work on all-nighters and work in studio with us because the concept of studio is Bro, I'm kind of worried that you've brought this up so many times. I'm kind of worried about how big of an issue it will be for you. (laughs) I'm lonely, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, if I haven't mentioned already, I'm sitting in a pillow fort, all right? I'm a 21-year-old grown-ass man in my parents' house in my bedroom, and I'm sitting in a pillow fort. (laughs) <laughs> there's literally blankets underneath me. There's pillows everywhere, and there's blankets two inches above my head too. I'm I'm on the ground. Um, so yeah, I've 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 lost it, bro. <laughs> um, but I I did have a Zoom meeting today, which was interesting. Um, I've only used Zoom in a professional sense, so it was interesting using it in um, the educational sense with a professor and several other people who are in my studio. And it's going to be really interesting to find out how we share drawings or how we go about making models or even sharing sketches and things, you know, everything's going to have to be uploaded immediately to a cloud where people can view it. So I think the, the rate at which we pop out drawings and upload them and, you know, have them reviewed is all going to have to happen way quicker um, than we're used to.
1: To be honest, in terms of uh, how it affects like, not just architecture students, but students as a whole, I think, Overall, the standard of quality um, of anything that's produced at, at UT is probably going to decrease because uh, not only are we faced with motivation issues, we're also faced with a lack of adequate resources. Absolutely. Uh, like, for example, architecture students no longer have access to the tech lab, the studio, uh, other things like that that we kind of require to keep the quality of our work as high as it is. And I'm sure uh, I'm sure every major has got something similar in their own
0: way. Um, yeah. It's it's in it's only in times like these that we actually start to appreciate some of the resources that we're given, and uh, you know <laughs> yeah. have exposure to because most of the, most of the time we're just complaining that we had to pay like fifty bucks to use a laser cutter or something like that, but now we're kind of stranded. So at
1: least it exists.
0: At least it exists. You're right. Um, but then again, I think a, a lot of the emphasis, like you're saying, we placed not necessarily on the quality and the. Uh, rigor or you know whatever whatever it is of these courses but rather the completion of them um for sure because like you said people don't have the resources people don't have the motivation the productivity um and a lot of people like to be honest are dealing with things that are bigger than school at this point and um, for the school to continue to place the same level of importance or emphasis on education at this time of epidemic pandemic whatever you want to call it is not right in my opinion um so yeah, we just need to take those measures to make sure that people transition uh, what school means to them at this point and do it a little bit more for completion rather than complete quality.
1: And that being said, uh, UT is thinking about implementing several different strategies that will affect how our grades are. Um, and they they actually asked us as the students to uh, take our own votes on what method we'd prefer. And so we could talk about those a little bit. Um, if you didn't vote... I mean, I hope you did, but if you didn't, if you didn't vote, I don't think you, you could have been voting on it, <laughs> dude. Log off, get you liar Haley on that episode, bro.
0: I'm so sorry to my fellow classmates. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: Well, basically, I think the options ranged from keeping everything as is and just progressing on with the semester, all the way from giving everybody uh, an A. And there were options such as like. Make everything pass fail. Make everything opt out pass or fail. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the one that stuck out to me the most, and the one that I thought was the most uh, the best tailored to the situation we have right now, is something called the double A system, and that ensures essentially that everybody ends the semester Gets double with A batteries. either an A or yeah, with double A batteries. <laughs> but um, on top of that, either an A or an A minus, and I think what that ends up doing is. It gives students who have bigger concerns to worry about than school uh, an opportunity to take care of those concerns and maybe uh, ease up on school just a little bit like we were talking about earlier without being penalized too harshly for it um, compared to their previous semesters because they'll still be receiving A-minuses, which is not a bad way to go if you ask me. Uh, But on the other hand, students who don't have any priorities bigger than school and they can and want to devote their full focus to school will still receive a reward for it and i think it's um it's the best way to do it that doesn't it doesn't leave anybody behind
0: right and it's really tough you know from the perspective of a of the school to accommodate everyone's needs and 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 wants during this time because everyone's dealing with something different um for sure so i i do applaud them for at least taking the second to think about what we might want or you know sending out a survey to ask us what we would vote on um i agree not every school
1: is doing that um as far as i know no other schools in texas are doing that as a matter of fact absolutely
0: yeah and i've got friends of the university of michigan too who have i think they just kind of got the grading policy thrown on them um and what they're what they're doing is a pass fail um thing like you mentioned so basically people um take the class and and you continue to do decent you're going to pass if you don't do anything that you're going to fail um, and I think that could be tough for some people dealing with things that are like I said bigger than school or situations at home that might be stressful for sure um, but it also does give the opportunity to some people um, to to overachieve or you know go over and above and ask the school that they uh, ask the stool to have their grade um, accurately re- represented on the report card so if they're doing completely 100 well and they want the 100 on their report card instead of a passing grade then they're welcome to do that so it does um it does benefit the upper educators or the upper the people who yeah. study hard the people who try hard basically and it w- doesn't really benefit the people who are dealing with things bigger than school so
1: it's in in my opinion yeah it's not it's not a very good way to address this situation but um i agree yeah <laughs> What, what do I know, bro? I'm just a 21-year-old kid. <laughs>
0: well, I am too, but I'm in a pillow for it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. It'll be interesting to see uh, how studio plays out and how we have to respond to certain things. And I think taking a look at it from the teacher's perspective is also very interesting because everyone has gone through the years teaching in person. We have a couple of professors that we have right now that are you know, 46 years into their profession. They've been doing the same, same lectures in the same lecture halls for several dozens of years. Um, yeah. and seeing them transition into zoom is going to be a funny sight, but also pretty annoying, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also when you think about it, like think about what, what you said and how much that puts what's going on into perspective. Like there's some, like you said, there's some professors we've had that have been teaching here for years and years and years, and this will be an unprecedented event in their history. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah,
0: absolutely. We've, we've had dozens of outbreaks before i'm maybe not dozens we've had a handful of outbreaks before (laughs) um that have impacted the country on a global sense but this is this is really really turning things upside down especially because of how quickly it spreads um and how late we got to the game um you know how how late we how late our wonderful president started to implement things and i I don't want to put full blame on him but how hey bro some somebody's gotta stop the chinese virus (laughs) And it can't be a panda. <laughs> oh God. Um, and the other thing I think is is interesting to think about is how this whole epidemic pandemic is going to change the way we live um, in the future. And you know, keeping in the keeping in the realm of education, what we're looking at right now is a complete digital um, education system and. It's going to be interesting to see how we can adopt that in the future if there's things that really do work and are successful in the education system for um, any of the grades from K to 12 or even college. And if if we can take those into the future future education system and implement them in ways that are not during a pandemic. For sure.
1: Um, Yeah, I think... um I think, like you're saying, I don't think um, I don't think anything's gonna be the same uh, after this. When things finally go back to a somewhat normal state, um, uh, especially our generation, the ones um, kind of like maturing into adulthood, like right during this time, I think there will be a lot of takeaways from it for us. At least I hope so. Anyway, there's yeah. always there's always the possibility that once things go back to normal, uh, everybody snaps into the daily routine of their old life and kind of forgets about. Um, forgets about this time period and the takeaways we've gotten from it, but I hope that's not the case. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Well, I read I read an article by the Atlantic and they're talking about this idea of social recession. So a lot of us are talking about political economic um, effects and, and things that are going to be affected by um, the pandemic, but they're talking about the social recession that has to do a lot with loneliness and productivity and things that we talked about early on in this episode and how right. those are the things that are actually going to change the way we live rather than the economic system or the current recession that we might go into. Um, you know the things that have to do with the the stock markets or things like that are not going to have as big of an impact on the life going forward um, as the social recession might and I think it's interesting to think about how people are going to have to change their daily lives and how they're going to think about what they do hour to our day by day um you know takeaways that they that they got from this quarantine
1: Can you expand on the idea of like a social recession a little bit more and can you like, can you talk about what some of the impacts of this might be?
0: Well, I, what they or talked
1: about causes and effects.
0: Yeah, yeah, what the, what they talked about uh, at the very basic level is the idea of loneliness, right? So, it's not a, it's not a new idea, it's not a new concept. It's something that exists. It's a pre-existing thing before the pandemic and a lot of people, I think there was some percentage of people that constantly attribute their um, low productivity levels, their low self-esteem, whatever else to loneliness and how how little of uh, social interaction they get, how little of, um, you know, social, uh, how little of social interaction they get basically. And, and a yeah. lot of that is taken away with the whole social recession because not only do they not get to do the fun activities that would be generally required, or generally available, they don't have. They don't have to do the required activities that give people the minimum amount of social interaction. So whether that means going to uh, the grocery store, you do that like maybe 50% of the time now. Going to work, just generally seeing the people that you normally see every day, is now done through a computer screen. Um, and the things that would just bring you the little, the little ounce of social interaction, the just quick vibe checks that you get every day to keep yourself in <laughs> check, to keep yourself in. Uh, a good mental state are immediately eliminated. And because of the fact that it's such a drastic change from night and day, especially in things in places like New York, where you have a hard lockdown and you have that in several cities at this point, but the hard lockdown really, really curtails a lot of people's social interaction and those who are already suffering from, um, you know, the, the unprescribed quote unquote, loneliness or even, uh, real issues like depression or anxiety and things like that are really heightened during this time. So when we come out of this, I think it's going to take a lot of people's attention away from the economic, the, the, um, the money aspects of it, the job aspect of it, and really tell people that the things that we need to worry about are actually within and within our families and the people around us and the way that we live our life in the immediate sense. And, you know, the, 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 actions that we take every day mean a lot more than we think they do a lot of people you know right now or even two weeks ago you see a lot of people just going through the motions of things we're all just robots in the world we're all just robots in a simulation but i think when something (laughs) like this happens it takes a second to um or it should take everyone a second to understand the value of life and the value of the social interactions that we have
1: yeah, it's crazy to think about how much we'll be affected by the social repercussions instead of just thinking about it uh, economically or politically because I didn't, I didn't really consider the fact of, like, loneliness as, like, a catalyst for, you know, like, mental health issues and unproductivity and things like that. Um, and, you know, that could go back to what we were talking about earlier as it affects performance in school. So maybe uh, – Maybe all the maybe all the privileged folks like us with nothing better to do are maybe we'll still suffer from that lack of social interaction too. You know what I mean? I'm suffering from um, just
0: not looking at your face, bro. <laughs> Dude, for real. <laughs> I think we need to go off on Zoom real quick so I can I can re, re, <laughs> recalibrate my mental health. I agree, bro. But um, yeah, talking about like the
1: political effects of this, uh, and this is just my personal radical socialist opinions so y'all can y'all can feel free to mute this part of the podcast if you want all right give me but, a second i'm
0: finding the button <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh when you put all these issues right on top of our society with no warning i think it starts to shed a little bit more light into the flaws of our system it starts to bring the issues that the bottom 25 uh, percent face like uh like a lack of job security and maybe even a lack of adequate resources and things like that, those start to creep up until it becomes a problem for the middle class and maybe even the upper middle class as well. So they're issues that nobody can uh, really ignore anymore because they're kind of shoved in all of our faces. And uh, and I can kind of see the effects of it already, dude. We've got, like, Republican politicians calling for free health care for everybody. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, and it's in- just when when the issues put in our face, we kind of – realize and it's kind of hard to avoid how badly we need uh we need government mandated fallbacks on everything that we do
0: absolutely and like you're saying it's only this kind of thing only happens um when you're put in a situation of dire need you know when when you absolutely need funding for something where you absolutely need uh clinical health services then people are going to understand that you need to get that regardless of the way you get it and it's not a bipartisan disagreement anymore it's it's a human like humanitarian need exactly Um, yeah and And i think you said this earlier to me too of how it's going to change the way we think as a collective as a as a democracy and how um you know we're going to start to think a lot more as we the people rather than we the democrat and we the republican
1: and yeah and maybe uh if it's not as if if we're not ready for, you know, Bernie Sanders' socially democratic ideals now, um, maybe we'll be a little bit more progressive in terms of that and uh, have the ability as a society to move forward into those ideals uh, a couple years from now. I don't know, bro. Absolutely. Like I said, I'm, I'm just a 21-year-old kid.
0: <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> but uh, then, again, then again, that's uh, all we do here at Oddfish. Give you things to think about and hit you with a little fact here and there. So.
1: Handsome clownery, bro. Handsome clownery.
0: clownery. Corona clownery. <laughs> Corona clownery. Quarantine clownery.
1: <laughs> Ooh, that's good, bro. That is good.
0: <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we're going to go back to social distancing here in just a sec and 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 we're going to hop on Zoom so we can look at each other's faces and recalibrate our mental health while we stay sure. on two different sides of the world. Frisco, Texas and Bee Cave, Texas.
1: <laughs> make sure to wash your hands after listening to this episode. Yeah, can't be taking any chances.
0: Absolutely, bring out that bottle of Purell, save a little bit of toilet paper, <laughs> do what you need to do, and take care of yourself. And make sure that you're doing what is responsible in your community and responsible for, um, you know, this this crazy time that we live in. So,
1: for sure, for sure. But yeah,
0: um, we don't really know uh, how frequently we're gonna
1: keep coming at you with episodes or anything like that. Um, the state of Odd Fish will be. Elaborated on later just like uh just like everything else in our lives right now it's all up in the air yeah um, y'all are used to this that being said anyways still if you've got any guests that you'd like to see any guests that you'd like to be any topics you want us to talk about i mean we got mad time now so maybe it ends up that we're doing a lot more episodes than we were doing which before. might be great um, for
0: you and terrible for you too <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah anything like that let us know dm us on instagram tweet us at hashtag OddFish, text us uh zoom us because that's an option oh my god you can zoom um, us yeah that's (laughs) crazy all
0: right bro that's i'm done bro that's it that's good let's i gotta see your face let's hop on zoom bro all right we'll catch you guys later (laughs) we'll see you next week